pandemonium reigns. Volunteers, 2023 Super Bowl champions hosting the South Carolina Gamecocks. Get it done. Win the playoffs, right? Headed to Disney World. This is Pandemonium Reigns. I'm Dan. He's Mike. Thanks for tuning in with us. Uh, letting us be all up in your business, tickling your ears. I've decided that we're going to make a tickling your ears t-shirt just as soon as we make our base t-shirt. Uh, we do have real jobs. With that being said, you can hit like and subscribe. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get right into it. 2023 Super Bowl champ. Man, I just, who'd have thunk it? Not me, man. I mean, yeah, I expected Tennessee to win the game, but I didn't expect to win a Super Bowl. So, you know, college football stays full of surprises. It really does. Yeah. So, with that hey, said. Yo, I've go, actually go got, oh, sorry. I, I, this, I think this perfectly encapsulates how much of an island college football players live on because Spencer Rattler is clearly not seeing any Tennessee. You know. I, I hear you. I think a lot of that has to do with Beamer. I'm sure. I'm sure. I, I, I'm sure they I, I, had a quick sesh, uh, you know, before the podium of, hey, it was their Super Bowl. Ah, I'm gonna go put. I'm gonna go make a TikTok real quick. Look at my shoes. I, I imagine it made it to the pregame. Y'all boys, you need to be cox. You need to be ready. Like, get ready because this is their Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, okay, we don't need to harp out run that too long. Uh, whatever. What's done is done. Uh, I'm so glad it's over. I am so glad it's over. I'm so glad that we've obviously come out of this with a win. Uh, after that Florida game, uh, I knew the formula going in, what had to be done. Didn't know if it could be done. Mm-hmm. Had a lot of concern with Rattler's legs. Had a lot of concern with Leggett or Leggett, however you want to say it. Uh, had a little concern with the energy that we were going to have. You both, both you and I picked us to win, but we picked us not to cover. Yep. But we, we covered and we did we it did. well. Yeah, we absolutely did. Uh, you know, and on the way to the win or through through the win, that's the longest win streak at home uh, since one that ran 96 to 2000. Yeah. Uh, it's now been Georgia 2021 since Tennessee's lost at home 14 games, I believe, which is that's new. That's that's new is what that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, or it's 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 been a while. Clearly, uh, the defense, my God, was out of its mind. And I'm not just speaking to the pass rush because the Lord knows it was fantastic and did what it was supposed to do uh, to that to that offensive line. That's very subpar. That's very thin and young. Uh, but I mean, everybody else, the tackling was much better. It was. Um, you know, they hit a 75 yard or so run, uh, 75 or so yard run. That was seven of their points. Uh, the interception set up seven more of their points, and they drove the field for two field goals. That's that's different for Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you did want me to mention that I saw Mario Anderson play in middle school. How about that? Yeah, I mean that's 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 really random, really random. He's a graduate of Stratford High School, and I was youth youth pastor of First Baptist Goose Creek, so right there in the in the backwoods. So. Uh, we did saw saw him play some. Pretty sure it was middle. It was either middle school or junior varsity ball, and he was obviously different, and not in size, in in vision and in speed, uh, yeah. which I thought he showed, you know, oh, on, on Saturday night. Uh, you mentioned tackling. I wish that I could take credit for the acknowledgement of this stat, but locked on balls, Eric Kane. So just in case we get you know accused of fraud. He points out that Wesley Walker has five tackles on the stat sheet. Okay. 
But then he says four out of the five of those ended South Carolina drives. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, and, and I, you know, one stands out that I think they threw behind the, behind the line of scrimmage to Doty, um, the yeah. former quarterback mm-hmm. that is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, an, another, I think, no, it was, I'm actually thinking of Judy Lolly that had a tackle on maybe South Carolina's first drive uh, to Leggett, where, mm-hmm. where I, I believe it was Judy Lolly that brought him down. But yeah, Wesley Walker, Haddon, uh, several guys, certainly, certainly James Pierce playing their best game arguably in orange at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes me wish that every game was 7.30 <laughs> blackout, <laughs> uh, you know, because I, they just – they looked like they fed off of it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let, let's tackle this one side of the ball at the time. I'd really like to start with the South Carolina offense, you yeah, know, since we're kind of – we're kind of already on this way. Uh, my concern was – Rattler extending plays with his legs and uh, just creating havoc and and issues in that department. That was not an issue. Uh, He did it one play that I recall, and I believe it was their opening drive, if not their very first play from scrimmage. Uh, Thought we had him in the backfield there, scrambles out. Not even sure what the play design was. Can't remember off the top of my head, but I thought, what this is going to be the story of the night. Boy, was I wrong. Boy, was I wrong, because here's here's another stat for you uh, coming from PFF. James Pierce Jr., nine quarterback pressures. Jeez, man. Nine. And I don't think that includes his sacks. I don't think think that includes his sacks. It may. Even if it does, what a freaking stat. I mean, seriously, the best game this defense has played in a minute. I told you that I wanted five. I wanted five coming every play. I wanted to test the offensive line. We really tested them. We really just tested the tackles. Yeah. Uh, with, with you know, Joseph's had a good game, obviously, with James Pierce. Tyler Barron had a good game. I think for the most part, we just rushed four. I'm pretty sure you're correct. You know, I remember, obviously, some times where, you know, Beasley came or, you know, you name it, Arion Carter, Caleb Perry, Jeremiah T. Lander, whoever was, was in. I remember yeah. some scenarios where they blitzed. They weren't nearly as effective as they have been, you know, which is kind of funny yeah. when you think about the havoc that 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 Rattler was facing. But, you know, I mean, you're correct. We you we I wanted to see it as well. I wanted to see pressure all night long, thankfully, and for the first time again in a in a while we were able to get it with four a lot of times. That's just been rare. Um oh, and, yeah. and it's certainly what we need. It's certainly why you bring in two edge guys like Josephs and Pierce in a class and We've continued to do it. There's there's young pups behind them that should be able to keep this type of thing going. Um, yes. But, yeah, I mean, the whole I, – I can't really think – you know, obviously they hit a huge run, but yeah, you're going to get got sometimes, and I can't think of many sure. other scenarios where the defense just wasn't superb. No, for sure. You, you mentioned the long run. Uh, Mario Anderson breaks a 75-yard run to begin the third quarter, uh, and I'm not going to say that's a fluke play because it happened. All right, yeah. it happened. But if you look outside of that play, they're not. He's nine for twenty-six. Yes, nine for twenty-six. Uh, Spat, Rattler's like Spatler. Spitzer Rattler's <laughs> eleven for nineteen on a seventeen-yard yeah. run. You know uh, that being his longest. Um, I was tickled, absolutely tickled with the rush defense. Obviously, you don't want to give up the long play because I believe that at that moment in time put them back in it. Um. 
making that. Let's see. We went into the half 31-7 or 24-7, excuse me. I think it was 10. Um, it was 24-10. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah 24-10. So that run puts them at 24-17, right? Uh, so that well, puts them right back in it. Tennessee actually got the ball. I think went up 31-10, and then they hit the run. Okay, is that what it was? Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, even still, one score, two score game. You know, a, a, the big play you needed because it's it's a big chunky yards. It's a score with basically no time off the clock, uh, going up against an offense like ours. Um, but that the rush defense and the uh, the pass rush. Excuse me. Um, Two pieces of our identity that are different than last year. Definitely. Right. Definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. The sack numbers have been – now, granted, this is – you know, it's South Carolina, it's Florida are the best teams Game two. Played. Game yeah. two. But, but the sack numbers, the pressure numbers are – they're only rising. So, things you need to see. Yeah. 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 Uh, I want to continue to see those guys healthy. Um. Yeah. You know, and maybe, maybe, maybe Elijah Simmons had something to do with that. Uh, I, I, be, I believe his contributions are not necessarily going to show up on the stat sheet. He's going to, he's going to, he's probably going to absorb some double teams just due to sheer size or, or width or girth, you know, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, my, my concern going in was Leggett. He was not a factor. No. He was not a factor. He, Five catches, fifty yards, thirty-two yards came off the fake punt. Yeah, and look, 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 look. Officiating has been so bad. That's a pick in my mind. It's I want to address so, that. Yep, it's so inconsistent on when it's called. But you're correct. You're 100 percent correct. Thirty-two. His longest catch was on a fake punt. So he has 18 yards on four other catches. Yeah, and, and that's never not what he's that, doing though. right now. Yeah. Right, right. But they're never going to call that because they're not looking for that on a punt. They're they're not looking for the pick. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm with you. It was a pick, but they're never going to call that. And yep. my issue with that was not um uh was not that. My issue was that the the defense couldn't hear me through my TV screen saying his dad is Frank Beamer. His dad is Frank Beamer. His dad is Frank Beamer. It's going to come at yeah. some point. Uh and you said, "Did they not did they not you know, rep this in practice. They probably did. I just don't know if they were ready for it in that moment. I mean, they probably called, uh, you know, pump block, punt, or, you know, middle, left, right, whatever, um, saying we were going to expect something, but we're not going to expect in this moment. That drive ends, I believe, with them nothing. They got nothing off that drive, if I remember right. Or did they get I think three? You're correct. Three, they, three at most. Three at most. Yeah. Um, which super pleased with, super pleased with. Um, I want to say they went for it on fourth down and and did not convert. Um, but I mean, defensively, man, I'm absolutely tickled uh, against. We I think we did what we should against an abysmal offensive line and against a quarterback who was playing like one of the best in the country. Did not have a good night. Twenty four for thirty five, one sixty nine, and a pick. Um, so not good on his end. But in his defense. I don't know what you expected out of him with with the pressure that was that was taking place, and I would have said that if this was South Carolina, Florida, South Carolina, whoever. Yeah, yeah, I think I think if anything, they missed some opportunities to, I mean, <laughs> have two guys run routes, everybody else is blocking, and just test the DB. I think they missed some opportunities to do just some unique things. I mean, honestly, 
I couldn't tell you what Rattler's longest pass attempt was. Yeah, they have a long reception to Marion Brown of 44 yards. He had 47 total. Um, but I mean, they didn't even they couldn't find a way to test the secondary in any sort of way that they did last year when Rattler broke out for his for his season at that point against Tennessee. They had they had no opportunities. They didn't design any opportunities. They didn't try to scheme it up. They didn't make it happen. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Um, I just lost you in my earbuds. I'm gonna I'm gonna pop these off real quick. I was like, what's going on? I still cut the just what you're saying now. No, yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and and you just said something a minute ago. If you you we think they failed on another fourth down attempt after the fake punt. Um, well, here's another new and different thing for Tennessee's defense: two of fifteen on third down with South Carolina, two of five on fourth down. That's oh new gosh. and that's different. Tennessee, on the other hand, was 7 of 15 on third down, 1 of 1 on fourth, so 8 of 16 overall, 50%. These are things that we're more accustomed to from Tennessee's offense. Um, and and holding a team to 4 of 20 on third and fourth down has not been the move for Tennessee's defense. So that's such a breath of fresh air. No, absolutely, absolutely. If only we could have seen some of these numbers in the 2022 defense. 100%. Uh, the things that could have been accomplished. 100%. Um, yeah. So again, pleased with, uh, Tennessee's defense, uh, saw some, saw some time for some dudes that I didn't know that we were going to see. Uh, I think we saw T lender earlier than expected. Most definitely. Um, and I don't know what to think about that. I don't know if that's cause for concern or if it's excitement in the development of T lander and how he's coming along. Uh, nonetheless, he put up two tackles, um, Saw quite a bit of him and Arian Carter. Saw quite a bit, as you mentioned, of Caleb Perry. Um, Aaron Beasley, a quiet night overall, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. All because the front four got it done. I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm I mean, not really concerned, to be truthful. Well, that's another thing. This leads me to another thing I wanted to say. I mean, South Carolina had 27 rush attempts. That factors in. Six sacks, I believe, from Rattler because he—he, he, I know he didn't take off eleven times, um, which is what he's, you know, down in the stat box for. So, you know, let's say twenty-one rush attempts. Yeah, I mean, how many of those are going to go at Aaron Beasley with what with what he's done since you know late last season when he broke out? Yeah, you know, how how much is actually going to go his way? I think that's bad from the perspective of South Carolina that they they you know Rattler's got thirty-five pass attempts, and again they've got like 16 true rush attempts from their running backs, which they're super thin. I mean, yeah. Mario Anderson couldn't tell you where he transferred in from. The carry-on joiner is not a running back. Uh, Juju McDowell, again, a guy that's not going to cut it at running back at a lot of places. Uh, and those guys got like three attempts or five attempts combined mm -hmm. with uh, Mario Anderson getting 10 of his own. But that's that's just not enough. I don't think that's very wise when you're playing Tennessee. I think you, if you're getting two or three a pop, you've got to take it. You got to do that to keep the defense more honest, maybe set up a little play action and slow down the pass rush. Mm -hmm. These are some of the issues I expect, though, when, you know, and we've talked about it, you hire a retread tight end, was was a tight end coach as your OC when you had massive problems at that at that staff position before. Yeah. Um, I thought Juju McDowell was their best pass pro back. Uh, and I was expecting more snaps out of him. And I, th I think he showed it even on Saturday night that he's their best pass pro back. Um, but I'm with you on, on what you're saying as regards to their rotation. And you know who's responsible for that, right? 
Montario Hardesty. Montario Hardesty. Mont- they were wanting to leave him in Knoxville as they went back home to Columbia. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> is there anything else that we wanted to cover on the defensive side? I thought I thought Judy Lally had a good game. Uh, Hal McDonald dropped that, never touched that pick. I'm not, I'm not real sure. Mind blows. Um, oh, 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 let's talk Kamal Haddon for a minute. Kamal okay, Haddon let's for do a minute. it. Um, you had mentioned going into this, it's not going to take much for the lid to pop off. I I felt like it took a minute. Yeah, it seemed like it did take, you know, the crowd was great. I'm not saying they're not. Oh, yeah, for sure. But with what I was expecting from literally just the revenge factor, um, if if this game was played at noon, literally just the revenge factor, uh, it did seem like it took just a, a minute longer. And let's let, let me tr- uh, circle back to play calling and decisions. When they throw that pick six to Kamal Haddon, it's something like third and 15 or 17. Third and 22. With, Third and twenty-two, under a minute to go, and you're on tennis. Uh, you're on your own ten, if that. Around I mean, there, yeah. And you decide to drop back. I don't think there was a back end to block James Pierce or anybody for that matter. I don't think it might have been five wide or the back may have gone out for a route. Nonetheless, Pierce speeds him up and he throws it right to Kamal Haddon because of the pass rush that he was facing. Yeah, a mile over Legette's head, I think, was the the intended target. Yeah. What is that decision? I mean, think about those points. If Tennessee doesn't get that touchdown before half, you know, obviously it's like a, a, a seven point game at half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tennessee scored on the first drive and they look great doing it. Yeah. But that is such a mind boggling decision for me to even, a, even attempt to pass the ball there. Even if it was, I mean, you're throwing a screen if you're passing the ball there, if, as far as I'm concerned, because you can't block. So I, yeah. I just don't know what you're doing. Uh, and again, these are issues that I expect if you hire someone that's not a great offensive coordinator. For sure. Uh, uh, lots of tweets out there on Kamal Haddon and why he was so far back. What was he doing? Um, it was third and 22. Yeah, he and should be backed off. Let's say Leggett catches that pass. He's right there in his hip pocket to come up and make yes. the tackle. Yes, I yeah, thought I'm, I thought Kamal Haddon had a great night. His One of his best. One of his best nights. Outside of the pick. But... With the pick, it was almost as if that is what blew the lid off on the stadium. That yeah. I feel like that's when the crowd finally there it was. When you um, can hear the volume difference change like that in a video, and you're not in yes. the building, that's how yes. you know. Yes, um, I found some numbers on Kamal Haddon. This comes from PFF. Um, their grading system is weird. Uh, yes. Like ninety to a hundred is absolutely elite. Your your good grades are like seventy to seventy five, seventy, seventy, something like seventy to seventy nine, something like that. Yeah, His like coverage, example example, Brock Bowers wins the game for Georgia Saturday and he had a ninety four point three, you know, instead of like a two hundred like like it should have been. You know, yeah, solely based off the second half, right? Yeah. Uh Kamal Haddon's coverage grade right now is sitting at eighty six, an even eighty six. That's good for tenth nationally. Um, he's been targeted 26 times. He's allowed 10 completions. Uh, his completion percentage when targeted is 38 and a half percent. He's allowed 26 yards. He's allowed 6.4 yards after the catch. He's got five pass breakups and two picks. Yeah. It, and it's hard to not be hard on a guy coming off the Austin P penalties, coming off the piss poor tackle attempt in the swamp. It, it's hard to not be, you know, yeah. just soul crushing on a guy. Yeah. But, 
you know, the point remains and stands, and I don't know how you argue it at this point. And I'm, I'm the one saying this, and I've been very hard on the guy, but he, he's got to be the best cover corner on the team. Yeah. Tackling is one thing, and that's that's yeah. never a cornerback's forte. But, yeah. Uh, but, and, and look, you know, you just said it. His, his yards after the reception, when he has allowed them, is mm-hmm. not much. But, but yeah, coming up sure. and, and, you know, playing safety basically on a, on a run that leaks through, that's, yeah. that's never a corner's forte. And, and look, the attempt was pitiful, but, He's he's Tennessee's best cover corner, I think, right now for sure. I mean, if that's the conversation we're going to have, he could have had a totally different impact on the Florida game entirely if he brings that guy down. Just bring him 100%. down. Uh, but we we're, we're not going to be a dead horse. We're not going right. to we're not, we're not going to dig up graves. Right. Uh, moving forward, moving forward. Um, Joseph's got a lot of time. Correct. Garland got a sack. Dominic Bailey uh, counted for a half sack. Uh, Amari Thomas counted for sacks. Pierce had two. Omar Norman Lott uh, had a half sack. Uh, we set up camp in the backfield, dude. Uh, from the get-go, Bryson Eason made an impact, I believe, play number one. Um, we saw quite a bit in the secondary in Deshaun Rucker. Um, in who were the other ones? Obviously, Haddon. We've talked about him. Judy Lally. Uh, McDonald. Walker, we saw more. Slaughter, Slaughter saw time. He just obviously did not register a stat. Yeah. Mm. Um, because, you know, largely because of the time that was there to pass the ball. Right, right. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and again, Wesley Walker had a really good night. Um, so let's flip over to the offensive side of the football. And, man, I, I, I would I, my temptation here is to lead with Joe, but my heart says lead with the three-headed monster. Well, real quick, my heart says lead with Brew. Um, uh, and, you yeah. know, that's just devastating. You know, yeah. a lot of guys won't come out and say it, uh, but Joe said it in the post game that he didn't he didn't want to play anymore immediately. Yeah. And I, I felt that way. I was like, yeah, just, you know, call it. <laughs> yeah. We're up. Call the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Their offense wasn't doing much. Right. Uh, and, and, you know, that is such a huge amount of adversity. When it's that, like I, I, I saw tweets and they were like, never seen the cart get out to a player so fast. Mm. It took me a minute to see it, full disclosure. Uh, and there was no replay, which I was grateful for. They obviously did show him laying there for a minute and then you see uh, his lower leg. But yeah, I mean, Tennessee hasn't won with as much adversity really in, in this era. There's not been devastating injuries like that with the exception yeah. of Hooker. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, a few minor other examples. But yeah, I just got to leave with that. Whatever he does, if he goes pro, if he wants to come back and use his last year, support him fully. Um, love the guy. I mean, didn't think we'd get this much out of him when he came from USC. We didn't. I mean, with the NCAA sitting on their hands, we didn't know if he was going to play. So Exactly. Um, I think the Tennessee fans who were so optimistic on his return probably need to rethink their perspective. Yeah, uh, He's an NFL receiver. Oh yeah, the physicality that he brings, uh, his footwork, hands—he he has it all. Uh, his top end speed is not great, but I thought that it it, it improved from previous year. Oh yeah. Um, the only argument I have to that is we do live in an nil world, and there's money to be made now on this end. But when they typically have an injury like this, probably it's going to hurt. Yeah, it's going to hurt the nil stock and the draft stock. So just- yeah. Hopefully, hopefully he gets the best counsel and advice on on making that decision. Yeah, uh, 
I hate of all people, of, of all dang people, man. Uh, yeah. Family came in from California, I believe, as you mentioned. Yeah. Anyway, um, Jalen Wright, Jabari Small, Dylan Sampson. I feel so good with whoever's in the backfield. I really do. I, yeah. I don't. I don't care. Like obviously, Jalen Wright, I believe, is still the front runner. You and I have gone yeah. back and forth for that a little bit, but sixteen for one twenty three for Jalen and a score had a long of forty two. Jabari Small eleven fifty nine. He had a score long of twenty one. Dylan Sampson nine of forty nine. Uh, yes, he had the least amount of yards. Dylan Sampson, Sampson, but his were the flashiest. Well, and then you think about the and, and it only worked once, but you think about the little shovel pass. Yeah. Fresh fresh off the NFL and, and Miami Dolphin presses. <laughs> Tennessee works it in the next week. Forty uh thirty seven yards on on the first one that Tennessee tries, and that was a flashy play. Yeah. I mean that that puts him over eighty, uh actually puts him over ninety scrimmage yards just mm-hmm. on nine eleven touches in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Like you you just said it. Whoever lines up. There is so much to like with Jabari. I love his vision. With Jalen, I, I just love where he's at right now. I didn't even realize the numbers that he put up on Saturday until way after the fact, yeah. well into yesterday. Yeah. Um. And and Samson, I mean, I mean, it, it, you know, it's it's hard not to think a little bit, a little bit of Alvin Kamara when you see the things that he does, how how shifty he can be, and and then the speed on top of it. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be beautiful to watch what he blossoms into. Oh, for sure, for sure. Uh, regarding Dylan Sampson, you know that uh, the Miami Dolphins head coach and owner are kind of licking their chops. Like, how do we get our hands on this guy? We need uh, another running back. <laughs> um, so Jalen Wright, sixty-one carries on the year, four hundred thirty-five yards, only one touchdown, according to ESPN. For some reason, that does not feel right. But um, I, the thing I like about Jalen Wright right now is the he's making every first guy miss. Yep. Making every sure first guy is. miss. Uh, same thing with Dylan Sampson. You mentioned Jabari Small's vision. Love, 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 trust. I mean, <laughs> you, you just gotta like what and, and what's what's so what's so great about them as well is our offense depends so much on the success of the run in order to get tempo going. Everybody thinks it's well, you gotta connect on the deep ball. Not no, uh, you got to run. Um, I believe I said we could achieve something between a four and a half, you know, yard per carry, and even see it as high as six. I don't know what this number is in its in its finality. Uh, I think I just made up a word, but um, it's got to be up there. Uh, it looks like it's six uh, you when go. you take into account everyone. You know, everyone yeah. that ran the ball, yeah. uh, which even includes Squirrel getting it on like a you know a pop pass top deal or something of, of the yeah. nature. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you're going to look. I think the magic number for Tennessee rushing yards wise is actually 160. From what I hear people talk about, like if they if they go for 160, they they haven't lost and they're not going to. Wow. But the bigger number to me is if if you're at certainly if you're at six, but I mean if you're at five yards of carry in this offense, mm. I don't see how you lose the game. Um, because you know Jabari and Dylan Sampson both had 5.4. Jalen has 7.7, and, and again, his longest run was only 42, so it's not like he hit a Mario Anderson on him. But, yeah. I mean, you're not going to lose when the run game works that well. And here's where I want to talk about Cooper Mays because, boy, did everything look different. Oh, for sure. Uh, the, the most noticeable, the physicality of the offensive line. Physicality, and for me, the they, we that's the least that we've thrown horizontally at the line of scrimmage. We haven't. 
you know, that's been the primary play outside of the, the mm-hmm. handoff. That's been the yeah. primary play. And I mean, I know we did it, but it was far, far less than it has been. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I believe I went into this saying, you know, don't surprise, don't be surprised if we see a handful of it, but didn't really, and we didn't really take too many shots downfield either. I mean, you had the one, the squirrel white, which he says that he <laughs> don't even know how he caught that. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, excellent point. Joe Milton, as we transition into that, 21 for 32, 239. I think I hear a cricket outside my window. One touchdown and two picks, and his picks were bad. Yeah. I, I think both were bad. Uh, the first one, credit to South Carolina. I think that Joe Milton had made up his mind pre-snap where he was going. Uh, they showed cover two, rolled in quickly into a cover three. Well done on their end. Um, those are right to, the, right to them, which sets them up for – uh, some points on the scoreboard. Second pick, people are all over Jacob Warren on Twitter, and I don't get that. That ball is clearly underthrown and yeah. inside straight to the defender. That's on Joe. That's on Joe. That is not on Jacob Warren. That is on Joe. Other than that, I think we know at this point, I, I can feel like we can safely say we know who Joe Milton is. I, compl- I, I agree. I mean, it's it's not his nature to, to again still not his nature to, under, to throw a ball. We've we've seen him do it a, a couple times, but just shocked that he didn't put that ball in the back corner of the end zone, if anywhere, going to Jacob Warren. I don't I don't get it. Yeah. Now I was confused why it maybe wasn't McAllen Castles because I think someone like him, certainly a receiver, might have another step over yeah. Jacob. I mean Jacob is not fast. Let's let's call it like it is. But that was that was my confusion there. He gets no blame on the interception though. Joe leaves it short. Leaves yep. it like you just said inside, and you, you just that's the one place you can't throw it. Throw it, yep, throw it out of the end zone. Don't throw it short and inside right there. And I agree with you. Uh, I don't know that he had his mind made up when he when the ball was snapped on the first pick, but he obviously didn't look when he when he when he comes back to the middle of the field. I think he looked right, and then he looks back to the middle. He was he was there was no question he was throwing that ball at that point. Yes, yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, on on Jacob Warren just for the moment. His touchdown catch. I thought he made made one heck of a, an athletic play in order in order to secure that score. Uh, but Absolutely. yeah, again on again on Joe and 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 the underthrow uh, that was this pick. We we talked about touch with Joe can't going into this year. Can he do it? Can he can he soften up? And he did. We don't get to complain. We don't get both right. Our cake in it. Right. He put touch on it. Didn't put enough on it. Uh, hence the pick. Uh, but with Joe. Um, we learned a lot and we should have known we should have known going uh, at, or at least at some point in this game, they're talking about 20 touchdowns, one pick since his time at Tennessee. He just doesn't <laughs> throw picks and then he throws two. We should have yeah. known, right? We should have known. Yep. Uh, but regarding Joe, I think we know who he is at this point. And, and they talked about, I believe it's Cole Kubelik right there on the sideline, how dependent Joe can be on Cade. Cooper on Cooper Mays and how sometimes Cooper will, will will get him out of a bad check and say no, uh, you know this is what we need to be doing. And how and how smart and dependable Cade Mays is is at the position. We saw it. There was a physicalness there. I believe the five that you saw uh, on Saturday night are the best five pieces to form an offensive line for us. Uh, super excited to have him back. Real excited that he's going to get to now go into a bye week with some actual game experience underneath his belt as we go into hosting Texas A&M. But uh, you nailed it, man. We 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 saw the – I want to call him Kate again. We saw the Cooper Mays effect. Um, 
And I just wish going back that Cooper could have played against Florida because this team that we saw on Saturday could have beaten Florida. Oh, that, God, that team could have beaten Florida. They would have beat them by two touchdowns, I think, in in the swamp. Um, you know, I agree with you. This looks like the best five to me. I wonder if it'll be Ollie or Andre Karich at, at left guard uh, because Probably. of his absence on Saturday. You know, we didn't hear much about Andre leading up to the season. And then, you know, we find out – well, we start to find out how long Cooper would be out, and that yeah. puts him in, in action. I yeah. totally agree. This is the best five. You got to get in the, uh, you know, here's the thing. I think you got to get, get in the portal for maybe a backup quarterback, someone that is willing to be, you know, a mentor to Nico uh, or go in and, and lead the offense if there's not, you know, an opportunity for them elsewhere. And you have to get a center in this program if these guys are still not ready because we can't lose Cooper Mays and then, you know, get weeks one through four of Tennessee's offense at times. Well, if that's our conversation, if Addison Nichols is not ready at that position by year three. You got to go, buddy. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I mean, maybe center's not your position. Exactly. Yeah. Um, with with the injury to Brew and with the, whatever it is that's going on with Thornton, I know Coach Apple said it, that he's not going to do it, but why not look to D. Williams to get him some offensive touches? Man, I don't know. Um, he, God, he's so he's 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 Cordero Patterson, twenty twenty three, with the ball in his hand. I like it. I just don't get. Almost it. like it more. I almost like him oh, more. Yeah, I mean, he's like, just look at the career of Devin Hester, and, and that's like that's your model for this guy yeah. in college right now. Yeah, you know, I, there's and look, there's there's real excitement for me because now there's really not going to be a question that you're probably going to get Thornton and Squirrel on the field at the same time. And that's just a lot of speed mm-hmm. that should help Ramel Keaton open up more. Um, sure. I think. Um, and I'm also look if, if it's Webb instead of one of those guys, Thornton or Squirrel, I'm highly excited about that. I think Webb is a superstar in the making. Um, but well, it wasn't even Webb that we saw. It was Chaz Nimrod exactly. that in. Exactly. Now, and that's, that's where I've got some confusion. Um, but I, you know, we, we were in this position on a lot smaller scale. In the in the sense that Tillman didn't have a season-ending, devastating injury. Yeah. So so who's going to be this time? Because Nimrod certainly got the opportunities. We saw him create space last week, and you know not haul it in. Uh, we saw him with a drop on Saturday. He did he did haul one in for ten yards or so. But it's it's time, guys. Who, who's it going to be? Webb? Is it going to be Thornton? Is it going to be Nimrod? You tell me. Because it's it's now or never at this point. That's true. However, I don't. I know there's going to be a drop off, but it's not. A, it's not a kind of drop off that makes me nervous. Well, it's it, the only thing that makes me nervous is the yak. Is is when Brew lowers his body and and pushes a guy forward. That's that's really it for me. The that's blocking fair. is superb. I mean, he's he's one he's one of the better wide receiver blockers that we've had in some time. I mean, some serious time, 15, 20 years. JJ in Tennessee, yeah, Jennings, I mean for sure. But you know. That's that's what gets me more so than his outright playmaking ability because you you so far a lot of them clutch moments whether it's picking up critical yards after the catch or throwing one up to him and who's who's going to be that guy is now my concern because I just we don't have the the blocking and the you know the yak as yeah. far as I'm concerned right now yeah well Chaz Nimrod had an opportunity to extend the drive and 
Wait, was that? Hang on. Am I thinking about last game? I'm. I think I'm that was old, this bro. Week. Stuff is running together. I, I, be, I believe that was this week. I know we had a drop. I'm just, you know, fuzzy on when it was. Pretty sure it was put right in his numbers. Um, well, nonetheless, um, D. Williams touchdown shoulda, coulda, woulda stood. Made a block in the back that was totally unnecessary by a guy that we didn't even know was on the roster. Yeah. Just let that go. Nonetheless, I mean, it makes for great highlight film because he continues to be absolutely electric. Um, yep. And I wanted to mention this too. Cam- Cameron Sel- Selden had a had a kick return. We're talking about the three-headed monster. <laughs> I mean, obviously, we have a lot of reason to be excited about him. So, um, man, I think that's all I got. I think that's all I got. Anything that you want to add to before we hop off of here? Man, I don't think so. I mean, you know, some of the I think about some of the questions that we asked previewing this game. Can Tennessee start fast? Well, they they kind of did. Then they kind of felt faltered on the second drive. You know, things did change a little bit schematically on offense in the terms that we didn't see as much horizontal passing. Yeah. Um, and you know, we saw more throws to the sticks and beyond than we have seen for sure. Um, <laughs> can I, you know? I think I asked as well. Could we keep our lanes defensively? And and Rattler running just was not a thing after the first bit of the game. I mean, it just wasn't. Well, he, was probably, he was probably seeing absolute monsters and stars when, when that opportunity would have come up. So, you know, credit to the defense, mad credit, and and props to the offense for sure for putting up 34. I mean, not yeah. bad. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Uh, that one makes me wish that I was on Rocky Top. That one I wanted to be oh, – one. I wish I could have seen that. Wish I could have seen yep. that. That's uh, what that we've got to do in 2024. Which is kneel, get a ticket kneel, kneeling at night. Yep, dark mode. Hopefully at night. That's that's our that's got to be our next destination, my friend. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna leave with this as you as you mentioned that came across this tweet uh, right before we hopped on. This tweet says 2009, 2021, 2023. Only times Tennessee wore the blackout unis. The opponent, South Carolina. No one else. Hashtag Super Bowl. That is incorrect. We wore them against 2021 Georgia. The Smoky Grays, we've won against Georgia. Um, so get your business out of here and out of my timeline because you are wrong. And this is Pandemonium Rings. Make sure you like and subscribe, making sure uh, that we are tickling all of your ears. Hopefully you don't have more than two because that would be weird. We love you guys. God bless. Go Vols. Give me up. 